Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are served from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band, full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more info. I received bad information, but I think I suspected that there was more than there actually was. Um, and I, I am relieved that there has been determined that there was not a criminal conspiracy with the Russian government um, over our election. I think that is good news for the country. And so I still point to things that were done publicly or <clears throat> efforts to try to uh, have conversations with the Russians that were inappropriate. But um, I'm not all that surprised that uh, the high bar of criminal conspiracy was not met. Um, I am surprised at that second part of the instruction of justice in terms of how it came out. I don't know whether or not Bob Mueller wanted the attorney general to um, pronounce on that issue, or whether or not Bob Mueller felt that it would be best for Congress and American people to determine whether the weight of the information uh, indicates that uh, Donald Trump uh, did try to obstruct justice. So uh, there are some surprises there, and that's why I think getting to the full Mueller report is the best way to get some of these, if not all of these questions, uh, answered. I think everything should be satisfied in the report that just took place. Bob Mueller spent two years, as you put those numbers up earlier, 2,800 subpoenas, over 500 witnesses, millions and millions of pages of documents were given to the Mueller team, $25 million wasted in taxpayer dollars to tell us what we've been saying for two years. This didn't take place. There was no collusion. The president won and is sitting in the building behind me today because he was a better candidate. He had a better message. He had a better vision for our country, and he outworked his opponent. They have failed at every single step of the way to defeat this president, and they've done it again. And this time, they did it at the sake of the American people by putting them through this outrageous process, by wasting their money, and making this such a big part of everyday life for Democrats in the media, when they should be focusing on the economy and ISIS and everything else. Yeah, exactly. But I got to tell you, happy Tuesday. Uh, The best moment for me in the last, uh, whatever it is, 48 times 2 is what, 96 hours? Has to be John Brennan, the former head of the CIA, right? Admitting that he may have relied on bad information for his relentless attacks on the president. This is a guy who uh, said on MSNBC's Morning Schmo show that he may have been misled. Uh, he's, he's the same guy who said our nation's future is at stake. I mean, this is, this is the former head of the CIA. Well done, Barack Obama. The former spy chief. Okay, has to look at the summary by Bill Barr, the attorney general, that states there was no collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. The same guy who predicted that they would be uh, indicting a member of the Trump family as recently as last Wednesday. This guy still, even in the final sentence, he couldn't help but throw in well, there may have been, uh, you know, some attempts, and it'll be up to the uh, the Congress and the American people. Let me keep uh, hope alive. Let me keep uh, bad news alive. My goodness. 
It's just, uh, it's just, I'm having way too much fun. I'm mad too. I'm really mad. I'm mad that, uh, that nobody, with the exception of Lindsey Graham and I think Andrew McCarthy, not Andrew, Kevin McCarthy rather, are calling for an investigation. Who did this begin with? Who? Who? Who started this? We need to find out what the president, Barack Obama, knew and when he knew it. Because this is outrageous. When you start to put the pieces together, they they literally broke every rule in the book. Spied on American citizens. But who took the biggest beating of all? That's what's interesting. Because obviously uh, Democrats are even being told to move on by uh, liberals. Yeah, it's true. Trump and his people... We're really happy today. So happy that Mike Pence even high-fived a woman who wasn't mother and then immediately apologized. I'm sorry to everyone. But can I be honest? I don't think this was just a win for Trump. I think this was really a win for everyone. I mean, this is great for Democrats because they can move on from collusion now and campaign on the issues that more people care about. It's a win for America because you know that your president isn't a traitor. I mean, how many countries can say that? I mean, all of them, but you know what I mean. Yeah, those are, are, those are the foreigners' version. Oh, in other news, do you guys remember Michael Avenatti? Yeah, Stormy Daniels' lawyer and Vin Not-So-Diesel? Well, for a while, he was on TV every day as a hero of the anti-Trump resistance. He even said he was considering running for president. Well, long story short, he's not going to be running for president. Michael Avenatti has been arrested for extortion. Avenatti arrested today on charges that he conspired to commit extortion against Nike. Avenatti allegedly threatened Nike that he would go public with claims the company was paying high school basketball players. He wanted one and a half million dollars for his clients and another 20 million dollars for himself. Avenatti tweeted at 12.16 p.m. today that he was going to hold a press conference tomorrow. But then 14 minutes later, he was arrested in midtown Manhattan. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. He sent out a tweet, and then 14 minutes later, they arrested him. Sounds like everyone's fantasy of what should have happened to Donald Trump. It's also a good reminder to turn off your location whenever you tweet. And, like, what a weekend. What a weekend. Mueller is done. ISIS is done. Avenatti is done. Trump is winning so hard right now. Actually, can someone check on Hillary? Because at this rate, she's going to be locked up by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that, uh, not that she be locked up by the end of the day, but that we find out who is responsible for this. Um, that is, that's critical. Because this took two years, $25 million, to prove that there was no there there. And and they're just, they're absolutely still venomous. So you look at these media types, and I did. I watched a, watched a few of the different networks last night. And uh, they are broken so badly that they are grasping at straws. You had that little weasel Steltler, uh, you know, really. uh, Any credibility that they thought they had, even they don't believe they have anymore. All they did was set out to undo an election result. They've done it before. They try to destroy people. They couldn't destroy Brett Kavanaugh because Donald Trump stood by him. They could, uh, they did destroy Robert Bork. They tried to destroy Clarence Thomas. But they couldn't destroy Donald Trump. These guys were wrong from day one. 
the investigation that they called for is over. Russian interference, obstruction of justice, collusion. Why did they get it so wrong? And why did they hang on so long? This is not uh, this is not an accident. This didn't just happen. This wasn't bad luck. No. These people thought they were doing something uh, that was good for America. That's crazy. Dividing people. Accusing people. Ruining people's lives. They thought they were on the side of right? They got a Pulitzer Prize for it, the New York Times and the Washington Post. And and in that Pulitzer Prize, it said, for deeply sourced, relentlessly reported coverage in the public interest that dramatically furthered the nation's understanding of Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election and its connections to the Trump campaign. That's what it said in their Pulitzer Prize. That's what it said. It was a lie. They just had a theory that the president was an agent of the Kremlin. And they ran with it. They gave themselves awards and pats on the back for it. Any unbiased observers would have looked at this and seen it for what it was. Seen the the repeated uh, partisan hacks over and over again. They're still doing it today, by the way. Still doing it last night. Not only, you know, the, the, the only good thing to come out of all this, and, and there is, there's something, there are a couple of good things, actually. But let me tell you what the good things were to come out of this. Number one, the mainstream media is over. People's reliance on it is over. People's belief in it is over. No unverified rumor was left uh, as a rumor. No salacious story was left uncovered. No lie was not repeated over and over again. And no anonymous tip, apparently, was too outrageous to report as if it were true. That's what we learned. That this media is totally, 100% bankrupt. Wow. Wow. What is, you know, the Wall Street Journal asked, what good is the 21st century Watergate if you never, ever made an effort, not even a slight effort, to say, let's at least look at other sides? I'm so delighted that they are ruined. I really am. I'm sorry. I have spent the last 30 years battling back against a media that reads off the same page day in, day out, day in. They think they know what's best. They don't care what the middle of America thinks. Everybody in L.A., everybody in New York, everybody in D.C., everybody in Chicago knows better than everybody else. Let's get rid of the Electoral College. Can't let those uh, Walmart people have a vote. It's unbelievable. And now they've been exposed. You know, they can't deny it anymore, that they were lying, that they they set out to destroy Donald Trump and they failed miserably. Instead, they proved what Donald Trump had said all along. They are fake news. 
In terms of, you know, things you have said on television subsequently, uh, just over, you know, uh, I don't know, however long you've been talking on, on, on television, uh, do you regret anything you have said in terms of uh, raising questions about the president's behavior or some of the things the president has done or said? No, I don't. Uh, and I have put that in writing in, uh, in my book as well. I, yeah. I, I have I've, I have concerns in uh, uh, as do others, and I have tried to be factual and temperate and moderate about it, but, uh, uh, but I do have concerns, and no, I don't have any regrets. Man, you got to be arrogant <laughs> to say I have concerns, but I don't have regrets, even though I uh, called the president of the United States a potential traitor and all the rest of it. These people are, they're just delusional, and watching them, over the last couple of days, while it is very pleasurable for someone like me, who has been called every name under the book by them, it's depressing because they will never be held accountable. They're not going to lose their jobs. They're not going to get sued. They're not going to get fined. They're not going to get prosecuted. And I don't know. Uh, you know, look, uh, freedom of speech is very important to me. I'm not calling for Clapper or Brennan to not have free speech anymore. But I am calling for people to stop taking them seriously, right? You know, they're liars. They've been shown. Uh, Brian Stetler, Rachel Maddow, uh, what's his name, Jake Tapper. Chris Cuomo, who, by the way, got his behind handed to him last night by uh, by uh, Rudy Giuliani. You know, hey, listen, you guys, you guys have got to be held accountable for what you did. I don't know how that's going to be. If, if, if it's up to me, I'll tell you how it's going to be. I canceled cable. I'm not watching cable television anymore. You know, I'm going to miss uh, Tucker. You know, I, I, I will miss him. But I'll uh, I'll see the uh, the show later on after it. You don't have to watch things as they air. I'll see. I'll get all the great sound bites the next morning, right? But I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to continue to support a a lying, thieving news media, because what they did in the last two years was tear this country apart. And they and they were rewarding themselves for it really i mean they got awards for lying uh, the miller report the fact that he came back and said flatly there was no collusion after all the talk as you point out tonight says to me that there are three different investigations they're going to have to go on in parallel one is how did we end up in this mess who are the people who made the decisions, to what extent was President Obama and his attorney general directly involved? And the evidence seems to be pretty clear that they were. The second investigation, I think, has to be to, and I challenge the news media to do this themselves. I mean, this is such a total fiasco that starting with, as I've suggested all day today, the New York Times and the Washington Post ought to return the Pulitzer Prizes, which they earned for publishing falsehoods. I mean, if they want us to rebuild respect for the press, they got a great opportunity to start. But the whole news media industry has an obligation to look at what went wrong here. And then third, you have to say to yourself, if the deep state was this anti-Trump, 
Don't we have to go back and look at the entire Clinton Foundation, Hillary Clinton, that entire process, uh, which by any reasonable standard was felonious uh, and should have led to criminal charges and somehow just got brushed under the rug? Yeah. Uh, Look, this is not um, revenge. It's really not. But in order for this never to happen again, we have to know how it started. I mean, I, I think I know how it started. And I'm not a genius. But just based on reports that inadvertently these uh, outlets were upfront about leads me to believe, and I'm going to be talking at length about this tomorrow. Um, I'm putting it together, so I'm not ready to do it today. But I believe that uh, there was collusion between the Democrat Party and the media. I believe there was collusion between Hillary Clinton's campaign and the American journalists. And that, to me, is just as dangerous as collusion between a, you know, a potential presidential candidate and the Russians. Not for nothing. But I've always believed America will not fall as a result of outside forces. We will fall as a result of things internal, inside forces. And if we can't trust the media to tell us the truth, we are screwed with a giant S. Enjoy Friday night dinners at the American German Club. Doors open at 5 p.m. every Friday night of the year. Dinner, dessert, and coffee services are optional, serve from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. only. There's a live band from 7 to 11 playing ballroom, standards, party music, and German traditional. Full bar with liquor and wine, including German and domestic beers on tap. $10 for admission and dinner is just $12. Visit AmericanGermanClub.org for more information. It's time for CNN to issue an apology. CNN banned me from their air because I was being too fair. I was trying to assess what the essential issue was, and I wasn't being partisan. They didn't want that. They didn't want that. Fox is prepared to present all sides of the issue. I'm a liberal Democrat who voted for Hillary Clinton, but you have me on the air. CNN wouldn't have me on the air because they only want a one-sided presentation. And everybody who watched CNN was shocked by the conclusions of the Attorney General. Nobody who watched me was shocked because I've been predicting this from day one. And that is the most amazing part of what has been revealed. You take a dyed-in-the-wool liberal. Like I have a history with uh, Professor Dershowitz, um, a, a storied and, and dark history with Professor Dershowitz, which, much to his credit, uh, he has forgotten. <laughs> uh, but it all began during the O.J. Simpson trial. When I appeared on a talk show, a television talk show at the time, uh, that was hosted by Charles Grodin, who has since, uh, you know, gone to be with his maker. And during a program where Alan Dershowitz and I were the featured guests, I uh, lambasted Professor Dershowitz because he was working on the appeal side of the O.J. Simpson case, And I felt 
that there was something, you know, so obvious about, uh, you know, O.J.'s involvement in this crime, regardless of what the uh, stupid jury and their nullification had to say. This was prior to that. And I said, why would you take this particular case? I mean, O.J. Simpson murdered uh, his wife and uh, a nice uh, Jewish boy, Ron Goldman, um, in the most brutal of fashions, in front of the house where his children were sleeping. I said, you know, some people just aren't worthy of a Dershowitz appeal. And he went ballistic. We argued for about five minutes. And then at some point during the argument, I said to him, well, what are you telling me, that you would have defended Hitler? At which point he said, yes, I would. We are required to give the best defense to uh, anyone who is, you know, being charged with a crime. To which I responded, what are you talking about? You don't have to take every case. If a pedophile uh, approaches you to defend them, you don't have to accept that case. Let some other pervert accept the case. Probably not the best line I've ever used on Professor Dershowitz. He got really uh, ticked off. A couple of weeks later, I invited him on the program to respond because it got pretty heated and controversial. It was carried by a number of media outlets, and he came on my show. We had this ridiculous conversation. He wouldn't stop talking, and I finally, you know, turned his microphone on and talked. Turned his microphone off, rather, and talked, and he didn't realize that. Well, some local listener called him up. He was the uh, Frankfurter professor at, at Harvard at the time. Called him up and said, I don't, that's not a slight. That's the seat that he had, the Frankfurter seat. Anyway, um, they called him up and said, oh, you know, she, she kept talking while you were not talking. And then when, you were hung, when she finished the call with you, she continued to talk about you. He wrote a letter to the station manager who thought it was hilarious, saying that I should be reprimanded. He would never appear on my show again. How dare I not give him a chance to respond while I talked over him and talked after him and blah, blah, blah. And uh, Professor Dershowitz was not uh, ever coming on my show again, which was okay. I was, you know, I'm so used to people never coming on my show again. I just chalked it off until about five years later when my son ends up at Harvard and gets a, uh, a, an internship teaching assistant for Professor Dershowitz. And I thought, we better clear the air on this one. Um, I don't want my son to suddenly get found out or anything like that. So uh, we approached the professor, and he uh, was very magnanimous about it, and he, he had pretty much forgotten the whole thing. Great. So everything worked out okay, and he then resumed being a guest on my show periodically. And a couple of years ago, he was on all the time. But, uh, you know, I kept saying to him over the years after the fact, you know, how could you not understand that most of the media is, you know, not fair? They only tell one side, their side of the story. They do not give conservatives a chance to speak. I said, and I can't say that about conservative media. They give liberals all the chance in the world. Liberals end up, uh, you know, rejecting coming on the programs. It's not my fault that, uh, you know, Ted Deutsch won't come on my show or Debbie Wasserman Schultz. That's their choice. You know, if they think I'm going to invite them on the show and, uh, you know, and lick their behinds because they're congresspersons, you know, that's not going to happen. I don't lick, uh, you know, anybody's behind, to be honest. Well, that's not true. 
I have been known to be very gentle with people who I admire greatly. Uh, but I don't admire them greatly. I don't admire any congressperson uh, that that greatly. I've given a hard time to people I do admire, like uh, Congressman Brian Mast. He had to, you know, withstand pressure from me over the uh, Second Amendment issues. Look, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Radio personalities, TV media should not be in the business of sucking up to one side or the other or either side. There's no need for that. Our job is to bring out you know, all sides of all stories and let the viewing public who we are supposed to have some respect for, let them make up their minds. There's enough information available if it's all given out, but they don't trust you. See, and this is what President Trump has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt, that they don't think you're smart enough to either understand the news or to formulate your own opinions about what's going on in government. No, no, no. They have to spoon feed to you what they think is, uh, you know, appropriate. And then they tell you how to feel about it. It's amazing to watch some of these programs in the last 48 hours. They don't know what to do. You know, they are freaked out. They were banking on this Mueller report. At least, you know, come on, throw us an indictment of Donald Jr. Something. Give us something to run with. We've spent two years telling the people that the Trump campaign was in collusion with the Russians. Please throw us a bone. And the only bone they got thrown, which, by the way, discredits Robert Mueller yet again, was that he can't exonerate the president. That's not his job. His job is to indict if there's something indictable. He couldn't indict anybody other than a handful of uh, people on process crimes. Michael Flynn has $5 million worth of legal expenses that still are not paid for. Which, by the way, if you're feeling at all charitable right now, you'll do what I did last night. And I went and made a contribution. You know, donate to his defense fund. All you have to do, I should probably put it up. Um, I went to the uh, to the page and I donated some money. This poor guy got his life ruined. And for what? He was set up by the special counsel. Not fair. Not fair at all. Peter Strzok, Joe Pienka, they went to the White House to question him. They told lawmakers weeks later that they didn't think Flynn lied under oath during the questioning. But he was indicted anyway. And he pleaded guilty on my birthday in 2017. And now he's got $5 million in legal fees. So it really is, uh, you know, up to people of good, you know, of good... uh, a heart, that's the only thing I can say, to contribute to his defense fund. I'm trying to remember where I found it. Uh, I think it was on GoFundMe. I don't know. Uh, I'll find it and I'll put a link up to it. But uh, $5 million, he's in the hole. You know, ha- Imagine if you had $5 million hanging over your head for something that literally should have never happened. It was all based on a fake, phony, fraudulent dossier that was crafted by Hillary Clinton's people. Ugh, it's just, it's vile. It really is. And and, and sometimes I, I um, all I can hope is that there are enough people around of good heart 
If I were the president of the United States, I would be on a pardon spree right now. I know, but Paul Manafort still has to uh, face the music in the Southern District. But uh, President uh, Trump ought to get him out of there right now. Pardon him right now on these charges because this is outrageous what uh, this special counsel did. Ruined his life. Ruined General Flynn's life. Attempted to ruin uh, Carter Page's life. Tempted to ruin Jerome Corsi's life. Attempted to ruin Roger Stone's life. That's still uh, in the works. Well, let me tell you something. Should not be allowed to get away with that crap. You know, Michael Flynn was a patriot. He served this country for over 33 years in the United States Army, including five years in combat. And the payback for all his service was this trumped-up crap process crime because they couldn't get the president. Ugh, it's vile. It really is. It was one of the most gigantic political scandals of our lifetime, indicting Michael Flynn. $5 million in legal bills. I can't even wrap my mind around that. Because he, quote, lied to the FBI over something he should have never have even had to answer for. It's outrageous. It really is. I'm sorry. But, you know, people like me have to stand up and push back. These people are literally bankrupt. Morally bankrupt, and then they financially bankrupt a hero. A hero. A man who had to sell his home to begin paying these legal bills. Ugh. You know, President Bush commuted uh, Scooter Libby's sentence, and then Trump pardoned him. Just leaving that out there. Anyway, we got to take a quick break. We're going to take care of a little business. We'll be right back. I'm probably better off. Anyway, you know, it's fascinating. Uh, Daniel Greenfield had an article today in um, Front Page Magazine where he said the New York Times had an op-ed where... <laughs> You just, they won't give up. They just won't give up. Trump is guilty no matter what the report says, no matter what the Mueller report says, because that's it. We don't need to read the Mueller report. Even if it is never released, the public already knows enough. What does the public know? The stuff that the media lied about? Here's from their editorial. Mr. Mueller's report may never go public, but we don't need a peek at the recommendations he delivered on Friday to Attorney General William Barr to credibly assess that something unethical and likely illegal went on in 2016. The repeated lies told by Trump campaign staff members, lies about their connections to Russian figures, already spin a grand tale of conspiracy and deceit. What? Think about that. The argument is that since some people were convicted of lying, there must be a conspiracy. Never mind that anybody who understands law enforcement knows that charging people with lying is like the federal equivalent of a police officer arresting somebody for resisting arrest. 
It's just a process charge. It just applies pressure. It just helps them to save face. Plenty of people have been charged with lying to federal agents without having committed an underlying crime. Uh, how about Martha Stewart? I mean, she comes to mind. Remember, Richard Nixon was not indicted. This is what they said in the editorial. I love this. This is classic. It would explain why Tricky Dick is the, uh, you know, the new addition to uh, CNN's uh, stupid stories. Anyway, this is from the New York Times editorial. Remember, Richard Nixon was not indicted, and there was no commensurate special counsel report in the Watergate scandal. There doesn't need to be one here to right wrongs so egregious they were apparently worth lying about. Apparently. Likely. This is what they do. This is what the media does now. They spew this hysterical innuendo while insisting that the facts don't matter because we already know. Sentence first. Verdict afterward. You can't make this stuff up. Not one single American was charged with anything related to collusion with Putin and the Russians. This investigation was unconstitutional from the get-go. You know, 30 out of 37 indictments were against Russians who will never see the inside of a U.S. courtroom. And those who were connected to the Trump campaign, well, guess what? They were charged with these stupid process crimes. Michael Flynn, oh, that's right, George Papadopoulos, or on things that had nothing to do with the election, like Paul Manafort. They even went after people like Roger Stone. The, the, the conspiracy and the deceit absolutely involves President Barack Obama, Samantha Power, Susan Rice, Hillary Clinton, uh, Tony Podesta, John Podesta, the Department of Justice, the FBI, James Comey, James Clapper, John Brennan, Fusion GPS, Christopher Steele. I mean, the list goes on and on. Bruce and Nellie Orr, Andrew McCabe, Sally Yates, Andrew Weissman, Rod Rosenstein, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, James Baker. The list is endless. Every one of them's a Democrat. Every one of them is anti-Trump. One guy, Steele, the, the British guy, inserted himself in this election because he hated Donald Trump. Not only did the Department of Justice and the FBI work to exonerate Hillary Clinton and her cohorts, these same party partisan hacks were plotting, a, they were hatching a plot against Donald Trump, the candidate. Ugh. It's, it's so vile. At the same time that this chicanery was put in motion, that we had the Imran Awan IT scandal unfolding. Oh, God. Covering up scandal after scandal, much, much of which leads back to Debbie Wasserman Schultz, by the way, former DNC head, and probably uh, colluding with the Russians. Just saying. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back after the top of the hour. 